0: The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost and Lifting Talk. Today, we have a Q&A on deck where we're going to jump into three questions. Today, you've just got me here by myself. Um, there's no guest that we're doing these questions with. It's just yours truly, me. Next week, we will, though, be bringing back on Alex, who is a coach with Lost and lifting. If you haven't gone back and listened to the last couple of Q and a episodes that we've done on the last couple of Thursdays, Um, go ahead and listen to those. We brought on Alex. We introduced him to all of you guys who is a coach who works with me underneath of the Lost and Lifting brand and helps with Lost and Lifting clients. So if you haven't been introduced to him yet, I would highly recommend going back and listening to those couple of shows. I'm going to start bringing him on for the time being every other week to do the Q&A episode with on Thursday so that you can expect that moving forward as well as Um, On the off weeks, I'm looking to start bringing more guests on. I've done a lot of solo episodes over the last while, but I'm getting into a mood to where I'm craving bringing more guests on and having more deep conversations. So which leads me to to wondering if there's anybody in specific that you guys would like me to bring onto the show. If you're an avid listener of the podcast and you've listened to previous episodes to where I have brought guests on, were there any specific guests that I had conversations with that you would like me to bring back onto the show to be able to dive into specific topics a little bit deeper? Or if you know somebody or you follow along to somebody else who you feel like I would jive really well with on the podcast, and we have similar beliefs or maybe we we would have differing beliefs in specific things and differing opinions, I would love for you guys to down below in the link, losslifting.com backslash podcast, go down there and leave me your recommendations. If you have people that I've brought on that you'd like to see come back on, that you enjoyed this, the podcast with, or if you have people that you would like me to bring on to have conversation with, go down below and leave the leave those in that link there and I'll bring those people on if you have specific questions that you'd like me to ask them or anything like that. I really want this to be interactive and I want to get your guys' opinions on different episodes that we do and bringing different guests on and making sure that we're doing things that you guys are wanting from me as well. So if you have specific topics for episodes, if you have guests that you'd like to um, see be brought onto the show or if you have specific questions for these Q&As that you would like answered, maybe you're listening to. To episodes and when i break something down you're still confused or you're not sure how to specifically apply it to your situation ask those questions down there i'm always more than happy to take everything into consideration to bring your questions onto the show and to answer them here and that's exactly what we're going to do today is answer a few questions that have been asked using that link so as always go down below leave or go to the link Ask your questions, give me your feedback, help me be able to better help you in the long run. So I'm going to stop rambling here. We're going to hop into three specific questions that I have for today's show that I think are going to be super helpful. So let's just get into it. Question number one is, is it okay to have a weekly cheat meal? I think whenever I put up an IG Q&A story, this is one of the most common questions that comes up. Everybody's always asking, can I have a damn cheat meal? Is it okay to get off track every once in a while with my nutrition? The simple answer is, of course. It's completely fine to have a cheat meal every now and again. Is it going to ruin your long-term progress? No. Just just like you're not going to get in shape in one day, you're not going to lose all of your progress in one day either. But with that said... A cheat meal can definitely slow down your progress. Again, it's not going to ruin your progress, but it can slow it down a little bit. Um, But at the same time, we also have to look at this from a mental health perspective as well. right? If you're able to stay right on point and track all of your meals day in and day out, month in and month out, year in and year out, I'd argue that that's not very healthy as well. There's not a lot of balance there. Right, I don't think that's super smart. But do I also think that to put six really solid days of nutrition together and then just have one cheat day where you go out and eat whatever the hell you want um, and as much of it as you want? Honestly, I don't think that that's super smart either. I think that there's some balance that needs to be incorporated here. And I I don't love the feeling or the the idea of calling it a cheat meal either. I would rather it be called a free day or a free meal or a refeed. Those are the two ways that I usually – construct it with people that I'm working with. Some people will keep it a little bit more um, structured and actually label it as a true refeed in terms of we just give people an additional 500 calories one day per week to be able to give them a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more food, um, just to be able to create a little bit of that better balance. And they do really well with that. There's other people that I work with who are in a position to where it's like, man, like I just need one day out of the week to chill. I just need one day to where I don't have to track everything perfectly and go out and enjoy myself to be able to fuel myself back up, to be able to get back on track with my nutrition in the following days and, and get back to tracking. And if you can give me that one day per week, it's going to allow me to be on such better track the other days of the week because I'm not going to feel like I'm imprisoned or locked in this in this cell of having to track every little damn thing that I eat. That can get super annoying and that can be... Not great for our mental health either long run, right? And this is honestly the the side of the camp that I fall on. Again, is it as optimal? Is it going to lead to as fast of results? Potentially not because you're taking some untracked meals for the day to where you're not going to be tracking everything perfectly and you might eat more than you initially thought that you were going to and it might not put you in as big of a deficit for the week. But if in the long run, it allows you to stay more consistent than being perfect and then just getting totally off track and resenting it and saying, screw it all together then I would still argue in the long run it's going to lead to a better result. And this is who I am. This is how I know I'm this way as well. I need one day to just be able to enjoy myself. And what I'll say here is you don't want to be in a deficit all week long and then have a cheat day to where you just eat whatever the hell you want and end up eating all of those calories that had you in a deficit back. So you put yourself in a week long maintenance. So you're suffering through the week and working really hard just to sabotage it on one day. And so what I like to do here is I like to create some structure to my free day. Again, I'm not calling it a cheat meal. We're not cheating on our diet. There's no way to cheat on your diet. We're just giving ourselves a more relaxed day, a free day to be able to enjoy a little bit, but still we're gonna create some structure around this day as well. Meaning you're gonna limit the amount of meals that you can have per day. You're not just gonna mindlessly snack. You're not just going to have whatever the hell you want for the entire day and just have a free for all, right? If you do that, you're going to eat too many calories. You're probably going to sabotage all of the work that you put in. You're not going to be in a deficit and you're not going to lose weight anymore. But if we create some structure and your first meal of the day, we're going to go with three meals for the day, maybe one snack if you're really filling it, but no more than that. So you're not just eating mindlessly whenever you want to through the day. The first meal of the day, is going to be smart you're not just going to go out and eat whatever the hell you want and start your day out cheating you're going to start with a high protein lower calorie option maybe like an omelet or maybe just like a protein shake and some oats, something that's semi-filling that starts you off on the right track and then from here what you're going to do is you're going to allow yourself one to two meals later on they're going to be untracked but you're going to follow the one plate rule in those meals and all that this means is that you can have one plate of whatever the hell you want, however much of it you can fit on that one plate. And there's no going back for seconds. There's no um, mindlessly snacking through the rest of the day. And what this allows you to do is it it limits the amount of calories you're going to be able to consume. But at the same time, it gives you some of that freedom inside of your nutrition that you need to be able to eat whatever the heck you want without having to actually track it. But you just put the constraint on that, okay, I can have what I want, but it's one meal for lunch. It's one plate for lunch. And it's one plate for dinner. Arguably, maybe at dinner, like on the back end of that, maybe it's one small plate of dessert or something as well. But it's not a cheat day to where you're going to every Every gas station, you're going to every restaurant and you're getting anything that you want to eat. There's some structure there. The first meal of the day is high protein, ideally 30, 40 grams of protein, under 300 calories. You have that. And then your lunch and your dinner, you follow the one plate rule. Have whatever you want, but it's just that one plate. And those are your feedings for the day. You have three feedings for the day, a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner. Maybe there's a dessert after your dinner where you follow the one plate rule for a small plate for that dessert Or maybe you have a snack in between lunch and dinner instead of the dessert that's small uh, of something that you're just really craving or, or really want to enjoy as well. And if you follow that structure and you stay in a moderate deficit the rest of the week, chances are you're not going to be able to go so overboard with those couple meals that are on the one plate rule that is going to be able to completely sabotage your progress. And again, I do this for myself when I'm in a deficit. I do this with a lot of clients who need just a little bit of that freedom as well. And it works really, really good because it gives you the freedom that you need, but it still keeps the constraints to where you can't just blow the top off and eat whatever the hell you want. And however much of it that you want as well, that can sabotage all of your progress in the long run. So is it okay to have a weekly cheat meal? I like to call it a weekly free day to where you follow that structure and then the rest of the week you're just on it doing what you should be doing. And if it's working out and and you're following that and you're tracking and you're losing weight being able to do that, you can keep it the same. Maybe Maybe it works for a few weeks and then maybe your progress starts to stall out because you're following this rule. Well, maybe now it comes down to okay maybe I can't give myself two free meals anymore maybe it's just one free meal so I have a high protein low calorie breakfast a semi high protein low calorie lunch and then that last meal is my free meal to where I just kind of enjoy myself with the one plate rule as well as maybe the one plate rule for dessert over time and so you have to be gauging it over time because the metabolism adapts over time and the more weight that you lose the slower the metabolism will get the less calories that you'll burn mean the less calories you're able to consume on a weekly basis to continue losing and so I would start out by doing two free meals on that free day. And then as time goes on, if your progress starts to stall out or you're not progressing doing that, maybe you have to cut it back to one free meal. And again, there's not a ton of structure here. It's just one plate of whatever you want. No seconds. Again, you can have a small dessert at the end, or you can't, if you had a snack earlier in the day, that doesn't fit in one of your meals. And again, if you follow that structure, um, I think that it will set you up for a lot of success. I know that it has for me. Again, it's not like we're not getting into the nitty gritty science here. We're focused more on your mental health and your adherence and balance in the long term. And this is what works great for myself. Again, it works great for a lot of clients that we work with. Try it. If it works great for you, amazing. I'm not saying it's going to be the best thing in the world for your specific situation because everybody is so different and responds differently physically and mentally to different protocols that you put in place. But for myself and a lot of people that I work with, this is something that works really, really well. So I'd recommend giving it a try. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you'll have to find something else. Question number two. How can I stop binge eating? That's the golden question that everybody wants to know the answer to. If you come up with the specific universal answer that fixes this problem with for everybody i i encourage you to let me know because it has not been found out and i don't know if it ever will everybody's situation is so different when it comes to binge eating we all are binging and using food as an emotional comfort for different reasons and that's that's usually what's happening here if you have a a struggle with binge eating it's because you have an emotional emotional attachment to food it probably makes you feel better in some form of a way, right? It allows you to mask other feelings that you're having. Maybe you don't have the greatest relationship with your spouse. Maybe your kids stress you out. Maybe um, you hate your boss at work or or maybe you don't deep down believe that you can actually stick with your nutrition long term and so you self-sabotage yourself by eating more food and it makes you feel better um, and takes away those feelings for a short period of time. Whatever it may be, there's so many different situations and mindsets and emotions that are attached to food at the end of the day, right? Foods can atta- or can ignite emotions in us. They can make us feel better. And so a lot of the time what we're doing when we're binge eating is we're using it to mask those feelings that we're having. We use it to hide what we're feeling. And it's easy. It's a quick fix because it doesn't force us to take a deep look at our situation, at our emotions, and face them head on. We use food to... To fix that everybody's different some people use exercise to fix that I was somebody who would mask my emotions and frustrations with exercise whenever I was having a hard time first my first response was always, I just need to go to the gym I just need to go to the gym like that will get my mind off of everything and I don't think that's super healthy either because I wasn't facing my situation I wasn't facing my emotions I wasn't dealing with my issues I was masking it by going to the gym just to get my mind off of it right and the same thing with food if you're consistently binging over the long run, because you're using food to feel better. So you have to think to yourself, what is it making me feel better from deep down? What am I actually running from? What thoughts do I have? And emotions do I create from those thoughts that I don't want to truly deal with? I don't want to have a hard conversation with somebody about how they make me feel. I don't want to have that hard conversation with myself So I mask it through food and that's the first person. That's the first scenario when it comes to binge eating, right? Is you're that type of person. It's more of an emotional response to something else going on in your life. And so I'd like to give you a universal answer of how to stop binge eating. If, if that's what's happening to you, there's not one because your feelings, your emotions, your circumstances are different than anybody else's, right? So dig deeper what are you using food to mask? What are you using food to get away from to not have to feel? And start working at fixing that. It's not gonna be easy, but it's gonna lead to a lot better long-term happiness than fixing or healing those emotions through food because that's gonna come with its own set of issues in the long run, right? So that's the first person, I know that's deep, but it's the truth. The second person that I find that binge eats, binge eats, and this was me way back in the day, is trying to under-eat and restrict calories for too long of a period of time because we, when we tell ourselves that we can't have something for such a long time or we can't, have, we can't go over our calorie budget or we can't do X, we can't do Y, we can't do Z, you usually want it 10 times more in the long run, right? If you're eating 1,000 to 1,200 calories per day, deep down, you know you want more calories than that. You know, there's some good ass foods out there that you want to have that you just can't because it doesn't fit in your calories. So the longer you're telling yourself that the more and more and more you want those foods, you start to crave them. You'll finish meals and you'll still be thinking about those foods that you wish you could have had as opposed to the foods that you actually had because you're keeping everything super low calorie and high volume. Right? And so your mind starts to play tricks on you and it gets you to a point to where you just want more. And plus, when you're eating super low calories, your body's smart. Your hunger hormones ramp up. Your stomach starts telling your brain that you're hungry. And as you start to eat, your, your brain starts to tell your stomach, I don't know when the hell I'm going to get food again. So just keep eating. I'm not going to tell you when you're actually full. So just keep eating. Right, And then the binge cycles start to where you'll binge really hard and then you'll feel really bad about it and you're like, oh shit, I lost all my progress. And so then you restrict really hard. And then what does that do? You tell yourself you can't have it again. Well, it just makes you want it again 10 times more. And so if, in your, if you're in that specific situation, what you have to do to overcome it is start eating more, more often to get yourself out of that scarcity mindset around food. Right, and This is what I did. I ended up in this process eight, nine years ago. If you're an avid listener to the show, you've heard me talk about this story. It's where I kept myself in a, in a dieter's mindset and a, in a calorie deficit for a three or four year period. Got as lean as I've ever been, but I had the worst relationship with food. I had more stress. I had more of a scarcity mindset than I'd ever had in my entire life, and I was going hard in binges. We owned a restaurant. I think I've told this story, but we owned a restaurant. Um, Back in my former life, my former career, I worked in a family business and we owned restaurants. And I remember going out to eat at one of our owned restaurants one night, me and my wife now, girlfriend then. And I think some of our friends might have even been with us. But we went to eat. Um, and I remember like I, it was like a Sunday, so I was having a free day or a cheat day, so to speak. And we sat down. I remember eating my dinner, which I had like a burger and some fries. I remember finishing my wife's meal because she had like half of her sandwich. So I remember finishing that whole thing. And I think I finished all of her fries as well. And then like ate a little bit off of one of my friend's plate who wasn't finishing theirs either. And then we asked for some dessert. And so we were the owners of the place, right? I I managed the restaurant, my, my, grandfather was the owner. Like I was kind of the boss there. So we could kind of do what we wanted. And, um, I had them bring out an entire cheesecake, an entire cheesecake after eating my entire meal, half of my wife's, a bit of one of my friends. And then a cheesecake came out and I ate like three fourths of the cheesecake. Looking back, I probably downed like six, maybe 7,000 calories in that one sitting. And the reason for it was it wasn't that I was still hungry. That wasn't why I was continuing to eat. It was because I didn't know when I was going to eat all that food again. I didn't know when I was going to get to eat all that food again. So I was going ham so I could get mine because I knew come tomorrow I was going to have to start restricting calories again, right? And that's the mindset that you can slip into if you're not careful with this kind of stuff and focus on your mental health as much as you focus on your your physical progress. It all works hand in hand together, right? So you have to be very conscious of this sort of thing. Um, and so the goal here is to get out of this mindset and how I got out of it and how I help others who are in the same situation get out of it is start eating more, more often. Instead of after a binge, restricting like we automatically want to do, you have to learn, okay, I binged because I was under eating for so long. The only way to get out of this is to start eating more, more often. But after you binge, you're like, oh shit, I've got to make up that progress I lost. So I need to go super low calorie again. No, the goal anymore isn't to, to see body composition change or isn't to make up the progress that you lost. The goal is to get you out of that mindset, get you out of that headspace, get you in a better relationship with food so that you can actually create yourself a result long term, which means we have to take the body composition goals off the table for a while. They can't be what we're worried about. We have to worry about strengthening our metabolism getting our hormones in a better position so we're not feeling so hungry all the time, getting our mindset in a better position to where we're not feeling like we can't have this or, or, or we have to do that, and just bettering our relationship with food. And as you do that and increase calories more and get your hormones fired up, you get your metabolism fired up, you get your mindset calmed, and you realize, oh, shit, I can eat. I can eat actually a good amount of calories that has me feel full without really gaining weight and I can like, control this and be okay at, at this calorie intake and actually let my shoulders down a little bit and be comfortable as you've sat there for two, three, four, five, six months. And then, then if you have a little bit more fat to lose, you create yourself a moderate deficit off of your maintenance level of calories with a stronger metabolism and a better hormonal profile. Now we can go out that and create that result with a goal to get back to maintenance at the end of the day. Right? And we're paying attention to hunger levels, we're paying attention to energy, we're paying attention to our mindset and where is it going with food and staying on top of that kind of stuff and making adjustments as needed. And if you go into it from that process, it's a lot longer game and you have to focus on curing the mental aspect of things before focusing on the physical result, which is a hard pill to swallow. Most people don't want to do that. But if you'll accept that that's the journey to ultimately get you to where you want to be, now you've set yourself up for success. Now you're going to be able to sustain a body that you actually want to be in long term. And again, it's not easy and it takes time. And I have conversations with people who are struggling with this, who are looking for help or looking for coaching. And I explain to them, this is the journey that you have to walk down. Are you ready to walk down this journey and take some time away from focusing on fat loss and focus on on bettering your mindset, bettering your relationship with food? And honestly, some people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'll submit. Like I'm ready to take this on and get to where I ultimately want to be long term. That's going to take six to 12 months. So be it. I'll do what I have to do. And other people aren't. And if they're not, they're not ready to truly be coached. And I have to turn those people away and give them the time that they need until they're truly ready. And that's the unfortunate part, but it's just the truth. You have to work from a, you have to stay within your moral compass, right? And it's hard, but until you're truly ready to play the long game, you're not actually ready to be in your best body composition because the two go hand in hand. So that's all I've got for you guys today two questions I've got another one sitting here but we're in that 20 to 30 minute time marker I don't like to break that time slot so we are going to end it here and save the other questions for an upcoming Q&A as well like I said we've brought Alex onto the show a couple times um, the last couple q and so if you haven't listened to those I'd love for you guys to get introduced to him again he's going to be start showing up or he's going to start showing up a little bit more often on the episodes ask, or answering questions with me so if you guys have questions go down below to the link leave them there And we will make sure to bring them on and answer everything for you in detail for your specific situation My only other ask of you guys is, you know that we don't have sponsorships on here and honestly I've been approached to get sponsors I've been approached to start running ads and it's not something that I want to do. I want to keep this In a position to where it's just to serve you guys I don't want to have to make revenue off of this or anything like that, but I do really want it to continue to grow I really want to continue to reach more people. And the only way to be able to do that is to get more ratings and more reviews. So if you have a spare moment, if you've gotten a lot of, um, benefit from this podcast, if some of the stuff that I've mentioned on here, you've been able to implement into your own life and it's led to a better result. It's led to a better mindset around fitness and nutrition. I would be extremely grateful if you'd go down below, leave the show a star rating, leave it a written review, um, and just give me your honest feedback. Again, it will help the show grow and reach more listeners because that's how Apple ranks its podcast by how many reviews it's gotten over time. And again, a lot of you have been doing that and I am so, so appreciative of it. Thank you so much for doing so. But if you're somebody who hasn't yet and you enjoy the show, you find yourself continuing to come back to listen to more episodes and you are finding value here, I'd be greatly appreciative if you would do that um, because I just want the show to grow and I want it to be able to continue to reach more listeners and, and continue to create a positive impact. So if you do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you all for just tuning in and listening to today's podcast. Give me your feedback down below in that link, losslifting.com backslash podcast, and I will talk with you all very soon.